We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. With the third pick in the 2020 NBA Draft, the Charlotte Hornets select LaMelo Ball from Chino Hills, California. TJ. Oh, my goodness! Stunning! With the left hand! Devontae Deep! Oh, my goodness! Oh, I don't believe it! A 30-foot on the back! Stop it! Just stop it already! All right, what's going on, everyone? And welcome to another BuzzBeat podcast. We have an awesome guest joining us today. He's the career leader in steals at UNCG, third most points in program history, and just one of the greatest players to ever suit up as a Spartan. We've got Isaiah Miller. Thank you for your time, Isaiah, and how's everything going? Good. How are you, man? Good. How's everything been? Good, good. So to start, we're a, we're a podcast that covers the Charlotte Hornets, so I'm sure some of our listeners either live in Greensboro or maybe even went to UNCG. Uh, we know you played high school in Georgia, but what was the recruiting process like for you, and what was so appealing about playing for Wes Miller at UNCG? Uh, recruiting process in high school, it, it was kind of tough because uh, it was like I went up, then I went down because, like, I was getting a lot of offers at first, and then I think, like, they took them, most of the college took them away because my grades, I had the best of grades in high school. So uh, the only two schools I could have picked out of was basically ECU and uh, UNCG. Took a visit to you, man. I love the campus. I saw the community was real tight there. And I just thought, I just fell in love that time. I didn't have to go anywhere else. So, <laughs> and, uh, and the thing about playing with Coach Miller, man, it's just, he brings so much fire and so intensity to the, like, just the game of basketball, man. I, I really can say he'll really die for basketball. Like, mm-hmm. he's like a, he's like a basketball fanatic. And it's, it's crazy. He sacrificed so much just for the game of basketball. And yeah. I, that's the main thing I love about him. Yeah, the uh, it's no surprise he's like you know flying up the recruiting. I mean, already to be at a, a program like Cincinnati, I don't even know if he's forty. He's like thirty nine, forty years old. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's it's crazy. But quick follow up, uh, Isaiah. I've heard from a, a well placed source within the UNCG basketball program. You weren't the biggest. You're not the biggest morning person. 
And I heard that Coach Miller <laughs> would uh, would try to do some things to get you hyped or annoy you a little bit in the morning yeah. because it was the stuff that you would do to everyone else during the team all day. During yeah. those moments, did you ever have any regrets of playing? Jokingly, did you ever have any regrets of playing for Coach Miller when he was – I'm not a morning person either, man. So, did yeah. you ever have any of those moments where you're like, man, this guy's on my nerves right now? Nah, man. Just when he came up to me every morning, he started <laughs> – the thing is, he, you is right. I used to, I, I used to mess with everybody like during the day. If you catch me around like, like before, like nine, nine thirty, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think like, all right, everybody leave me alone. Let me get my thoughts together. And you see his man over here with a cup of coffee. Come on, man, come on, go. <laughs> and then he's trying to get other guys into, and they start messing with you in the morning. So, so I was tasting my own medicine a little bit right there. Yeah. <laughs> But no, nah, I, I ain't had no regrets at all. Yeah, yeah, he came yeah, up to me. He came up to me and started messing with me, man. It just, you know, woke me up a little bit. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I got everybody later. <laughs> I got everybody later. <laughs> yeah. Well, being a teacher and having a two-year-old, I have to be a morning person. So, like, <laughs> I, I, I get up naturally at 6 a.m. So yeah, That's tough. In these interviews, we like to ask these prospects, like, which NBA player do you try to model your game after? Maybe one or two players that you try to emulate. i say John Morant. John Morant and Pat Bev. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah, I model myself and them, too. I watch a lot of John Morant, Chris Paul, Russell, Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I watch, uh, watch Pat Bev. I watch Marcus Smart on the defensive end. Yeah. You know, you know, people who basically just passed on the ball, stuff like that. Yeah, Pat Bev uh, pushed CP3 in the back the other day. That was uh... – <laughs> <laughs> He apologized for it, though. He apologized for it. He got the, yeah. you know, I mean, emotions come in with the game. When you, yeah, you know, understand. So yeah. Now, when you get to the NBA level, is there a player that you're just dying to guard one-on-one and why? Curry. Curry, Steph. All right. I want to see what the hype about. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look. It doesn't look fun. It looks challenging. It, it looks very challenging. I just want to see what the hype about. Like they say, he run around a lot. Yeah, come off picks and stuff. I want to guard Curry. Like come off. Do you feel like you're better on ball or off ball when you're guarding? I'm better. I'll say I'm more. Let's say like on ball. I say I'm better like more off ball because you know, you know I'm quickest. Most people say I'm. They're off ball, but on ball, I feel like I bring more intensity to it, have more drive and stuff like that. How much did you like pressing when you, cause you guys pressed a fair amount. How much did you like doing that? Or did you, is that, yeah, it was that, I, I imagine you were a fan of that style of play, right? Yeah. Score a bucket and get up and get up in the team right after it. Yeah. That, that, that was our style of play, man. I've been playing like that since I was like real little in AAU. Like, I mean, every, every coach put me at the top of a press Mm-hmm. Just yeah. after it, or we just go. They put me at the top of the defense. We really just get after it. Like, let's go. Like, yeah. Here, so get a bucket. Get another. Get a steal. Get another bucket. Did you ever get tired? Because, like, because, like, you know, the offense ran through you. You played big right. minutes, and then you're at the top of the press. Like, that's a lot. Not only is that like a lot of running, which it is, but it's just a lot of like strenuous stuff over the course of the game. You run a pick and roll, make a jump shot, then immediately start guarding 94 feet. Did you ever get? How did you build up your stamina, I guess, really to play that style? Or is that just naturally, you know, you're athletic enough to just jump in and, and that's just, that's how you want to play? I mean, I, I mean, I can't say like conditioning, we conditioned our butt off at UNCG, man. We ran a lot. 
it was that the, the off season is crazy. It was crazy over there. They got new staff now. Yeah. Uh, so, and yeah, I mean, I'm blessed to, you know, have the type of, you know, the body I have and stamina. I feel like I work for this body and the way I just keep going. My uh, weight trainer used to tell me I'm basically a Ferrari and just keep going. I got to, you know, keep putting stuff in my body so I can just keep going, basically. Yeah, yeah. Now, it takes a lot of stamina to guard some players that you went up against in college. Devin Dotson, I think you went up against. Uh, Markel Johnson out of NC State. Carly Jones out of Radford. Can you point to one player who was your toughest cover one-on-one in your career? Or or is there just a handful of players, you think? Uh, I'll say Chris Clemens. Uh, I Campbell, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Tell, I tell everybody this, like, He's the he's probably the, the most person that gave me problems. Like, yeah, it's, it's insane. He scored a he scored a lot of points in college, man. Yeah. A lot of points at Campbell. A lot. I tell you, it's like it's he's living up to the hype of being probably one of the best scorers in college basketball. He li- yeah. he really lived up to the hype. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. It was a bummer. He got hurt before the season this year, right? right? That was a bummer because, you know, he was probably going to get a play a, play a fair amount, um, a especially lot. once especially once James got traded. So, yeah, that was a, that was a bummer. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, the, what's crazy is that NC State game, you guys almost won that. You know, if Mark Hill doesn't make a shot at the, from, like, half court at the buzzer. And the game against, the game against Radford with you and Carleek was, like, one of the most fun games of college basketball two seasons ago because y'all just went at it. Um, and it's pretty cool to think about 
you know, it's a small gym in the middle of nowhere in Virginia. And there's you know, yeah. a couple hundred people and two guys that are, you know, gunning for the NBA draft. We're, we're going nuts in that game. Um, yeah. During your time at Greensboro, you may know this, but you had over a hundred career dunks, which is, that's a lot. It's a lot of dunks, man. Um, and you had this one against FSU in the tournament this year. That was one of the highlights of the entire tournament. Um, I, I think it made so, it on one shining moment too. It did make should, it on one shining Good. It should. It was nasty. Um, baseline out of bounds lob that, that you caught and flushed over the top of one of their, you know, seven footers. Um, is that the, fa- is that your favorite dunk of your career at UNC Greensboro? Is there another one that stands out? Favorite dunk at UNCG. That's hard, man. It's just, yeah. You know, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. I had a lot of them, you know, uh, say one against VMR. I had a couple windmills, you know, mm-hmm. But I would say I did get up for that FSU one. So I yeah. definitely had to get up. You know, they had a lot of they had a lot of big bodies there. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I had to get up there for that for that for the ball. Yeah. For people who didn't watch that game, uh Greensboro damn near pulled off the upset. It, yeah. it was it was uh it was a really good game. And then in the next round, I mean FSU Yeah, FSU then went out and blew out Colorado in the next round, but Greensboro gave them uh UNCG gave them much better competition. But speaking of that uh FSU game, you know, they're known for their defense, lots of long athletes. They were huge this year playing Scotty Barnes at point guard or Raekwon Gray at point guard, two other guys that are going through the the draft process with you now, mm-hmm. you know, outside of Scotty though, if you go back and watch that game, man, you were incredible in that you had one, you blocked a three, like an Anthony polite three. And I know you blocked a fair amount of threes this year in general, which is like something that people scout in the draft should probably pay attention to. How did that feel in that game? Did you sort of like feel like, like not just in terms of your talent, but athletically, like you were on par with all of those guys out there. Did you get a sense of that? Cause FSU is known like they are, that's the most athletic and longest team in the country, but you looked naturally look, it made sense seeing you play against them. Did you get any sense of that during the game? Yeah, man. Like I, like I said, man, I mean, stay, I stayed at UNCG. You feel me? I mean, I can play with the best of them, man. Yeah. I don't care how tall, big, whatever people say about you, you're going to really show show me what you're talking about because you're going to really have to show me, like, really. Because I, I got too much heart and passion for this game of basketball to just be let, hearing something about you or seeing something about you and just be like, oh, he's athletic, more athletic than me. You got to show me. Yeah. Oh, he's more taller than me. Oh, he can get a bucket over me. Show me, like. Oh, he's stronger than me. You really gotta show me. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, like I really wanted the people. Like, I, like you really gotta show me. Like, what's yeah. what's all the hype about? Yeah, that's. I take that really to heart. That's why I took it with FSU. Like, my coach is saying they're big, they're tall, they're strong. They was big and tall and strong. Some of them they took advantage of it in that game, but like they really had to show us and really punch us in the face. Just like really get get out that game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was tight the whole game. Um, and, and again, that's an FSU team that's got, you know, a lottery pick and Scotty Barnes and, and guys like gray and maybe Balsa Cooper Vixa that could also be drafted, but just sticking with that game. I mean, everyone, when we talk about you, we, we know the high flying, the dunks, the, the point of attack defense, all the steals, the disruption, the havoc that you caused, mm-hmm. but in that FSU game, you know, FSU, they switch one through five. It's this is what they've done the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of seven foot balsa Cooper Vixa on you. Now he's not still like balsa can balsa can guard and stuff, yeah. but let's just say 
thinking about, because you can create, man, you can create in the half court. When an opposing big man switches out on you like that, like what's your first, what are you, what are you thinking? What's your first thought and, and sort of what's your decision-making tree maybe based off that scenario? Attack, attack yeah. them. Uh, him. So get downhill. If I don't get downhill, if they help too much, somebody is open. Yeah. If I don't see a clear way, somebody's open. Because a lot of teams did that to me this year. They did a lot of, you know, they see me driving, compact the middles, feel me? Somebody is open. That's something I uh, did film over. Something I just, like, you feel me, had to watch and learn where my mm-hmm. teammates' like, spots is at. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you. Uh, it's it's obvious you 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 like Morant because that's another guy just get in the paint, get downhill, yeah, yeah. get in the paint, get in the paint. I try to pick paint. my spots and make the best decision out of it. Yeah, well, yeah. So since your season ended, you know, like three and a half months ago or so, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I know you're someone that loves playing basketball, so I would imagine a lot of training. Yeah. Um, but how have things sort of started to pick up for you as the the draft is less than a month away at this point? But just in terms of workouts, interviews you know, talking to dorks like us, media stuff. Like, how, how have things been the, the last couple of uh, weeks or months for you? Uh, to be real, man, i really just been working, man, just been working out. I've been having a lot of people ask me for podcasts, you know, yeah. interviews. But y'all, to be to be real, y'all, y'all the first one I really picked up. <laughs> you know, I love my North Carolina family. There we go. Nice. Yes. You feel me? I yeah. ain't going to switch up off that. But, uh, yeah, y'all the first podcast I picked. People been asking me to do one. Cool. Probably gonna do more now because you know I got time on my hands, a little bit of time. Yeah, I like yeah. I like to work. I like to work. I like to work out a lot during the day. I actually gonna work out after this, but throughout these workouts, man, I just been showing them my work, man. Showing yeah. them I'm trusting the process, getting like locking into my shot, stuff like that. You know. Yeah. You know? So you're, I'm actually like you're, you're not even just testing the draft waters. Like you're, you're going, you're going for it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but like a year ago. Uh, in 2020, you decided to test the draft waters ultimately in late July and last season, the off season was, was really weird um, yeah. for a lot of people, yeah. uh, but you came back for your senior season. So, so I guess like t- two parts to this, what made you decide to return for one more year and what part of that process from a year ago of testing the draft waters, even though it's different now, just because, you know, you, you can get into facilities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But what part of that process has helped you this year? Would you say? I'll say for the first part, for the first part, I decided to return because, like, you know, you know, you when you hear the same thing from teams, yeah. you, they tell me to go work on work on certain things. You you know, I took that I took that personally. You know, I wanted to grow. I wanted to show people that I can improve my numbers in every category. And, that I, and that's exactly what I did. You know, I had a better free throw percentage this year, even mm-hmm. though it was, you know, still bad. I had a better three-point percentage this year, even though it's still bad. But uh, I just wanted everybody to see my progress and how fast I can grow as a player. And, you know, it's, it's real hard to just, you know, come back and do the same thing over again, but even better. You know, when mm-hmm. it's play of the year again, defense play of the year, Taking the team to taking the team to a, a NCAA tournament, I couldn't do couldn't do without my teammates. Like it's yeah. it's really crazy. Uh, but uh, just to the second part of your answer, I mean, yeah, it's more it's more for my workouts, man. It's more like you know, I just feel like this time around, it just I'm ready, man. I deserve yeah. to be I deserve yeah. to be a pro. Yeah, I feel like I put in enough work to go out there and show people what I'm really capable of and get in front of some big-time players. 
And speaking of these draft workouts, when you go into these workouts, do you try to focus on your strengths and what got you to this point? Or yeah. are you trying to show teams, hey, I've got other skills that really weren't highlighted in college and I'm trying to work on my weaknesses as well? Or is it a little bit of both? It's a little bit of both. It's mostly a, it's based a little bit of both. But, uh, you know, I'm really focused on most of my strength and what a team can really use me on. And that's the defensive part of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, my, that's what I take pride in. Me on offense, I do my thing, but the thing that gets me going in defense, and t- I think teams been seeing that every time I work in, uh, walk in the workout. And like, on my weaknesses, I'll be trying to work on my weaknesses out there. And when we be playing and stuff like that, it just be, it just be, is what it is. I mean, I'm not going to get down if I can't show them, my, like, show them I can improve my weaknesses. But most of the time I do, it look like I'm really, they, I think they can tell I'm, um, you know, getting it in there. Yeah. It, it seems like you have the right mentality more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Many people know you for your leaping ability and your steals. Like, if there's something about your game that most people don't know about that gets overlooked outside of your steals and your and your athleticism, what what is that one thing that people need to look out for you? Playmaking. Playmaking? Yeah. Playmaking, I, I feel like I became a great frame, a playmaker, not great, but a good playmaker, like, throughout these years at UNCG. Because mm-hmm. the stuff I knew my freshman year, I wish I knew now, because I wish I would watch way more film than I did my, like, sophomore year to my junior year. I think, like, that, like, watching film is, like, one of the, like, things you can just learn from yourself and just yeah. learn from others. Coach Miller really had to put me on that, because I really wasn't a, a film watcher. I really just be like, oh, that's like the past, stuff like that. I want to really watch it and try to move forward. Let's get better type type dude. But he really should taught me. Like, I really learned from myself through film where, like, my where's my teammates going to be at certain spots, like other teams stuff. I watched other teams film before we even played them. Yeah, so I, I think good playmaker. Last question for me. Can I ask you who you've worked out for or which teams maybe you have lined up to work out for? It's a lot, man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, I got, so uh, I had Golden State, had Golden State um, first. I had Sacramento. Uh, after Sacramento, I had Oklahoma City. And then I have a pro day, as I saw. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I got, um, and I got this week coming up, I got, um, got Memphis, Minnesota. Uh, I got Charlotte. <laughs> I actually got Charlotte on the 13th. All right. Uh, and I got Houston. It's a third of the league. <laughs> just, yeah, it's a, it's a, maybe even half the league you just named there. Well, that's, yeah, that's I mean, you know, you know, it's a, it's, you know, it's a little process, but I'm really yeah. enjoying it, man. Cool. I really got to enjoy it. Well, that's good. We actually uh, interviewed Grant Riller at this time last year and actually, you know, within the Hornets organization. So if you somehow end up on the Hornets, you've got to give us credit with the, with the that's good right. luck <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got you. All right, we're we're gonna go ahead and wrap here. Unless you have any more questions, Brian. No, no. Just uh, want to appreciate thank Isaiah. Appreciate him taking time out of his busy schedule. This is, uh, I'm sure, a crazy fun, but but also like you know anxious time too. So, but you know, but thank but you, exciting yeah. nonetheless. So, thank you again for joining us, man. And thank good you. to have someone from the, the. I'm from Winston Salem, so good to have someone from the Piedmont Triad yeah. uh, getting some representation on the podcast here. We appreciate that. But, yes, but once again, thank you for the time. Thank y'all, man. I really appreciate y'all for doing this. Yep. Good luck, Isaiah. Yeah. Thank you. Yep.